You're listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Produced by Radio Mankato with your host, Historical Society Executive Director Jessica Potter. And now, Surrounded by History. Hello and welcome to Surrounded by History. I'm your host, Jessica Potter, with the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Joining me today is Radio Mankato's Jeff Lang. Every week, this program explores the history all around us, the history in plain sight. For the next few segments of Surrounded by History, we will dig into the history, the stories behind some of our prominent buildings. Over the years, the Historical Society has collaborated with the City of Mankato to create a heritage plaque program that places green cast iron historic plaques around the community highlighting our local historic places. There are currently 18 heritage plaques installed around Mankato at historic buildings and homes in some of our city parks. Today, we will explore the history of two prominent buildings that also stand as national literary landmarks. We hope you enjoy being surrounded by the history of the Betsy and Tacy houses. Okay, Jeff, I got to ask you, mm-hmm. do you know, are you familiar with the author Maud Hart Lovelace? I got to be honest, I've only heard of it since I moved to Mankato, oh. which was how many years ago? 17, 20 years ago. But then I know where the houses are, but then I never really picked up reading the books there either. So okay. I know about it, but yet I don't. Well, then let's dig in. Let's do it. Let's learn a little bit more about Maud Hart Lovelace. Okay. Maud Hart Lovelace was born in Mankato on April 25th, 1892. Maud Palmer Hart, that was her birth name, lived in the home located at 333 Center Street in Mankato until 1906. In 1897, her dear friend, Frances, also known as Bick, Kenny, moved into the house across the street at 332 Center Street. The two girls became lifelong friends. They grew up surrounded by the beautiful green hillsides, and from atop the hill behind their house, they could see down the street, down on um, down Mankato and see Front Street, Sibley Park, and far away in the valley, the silver ribbon of the Minnesota River. From the time she could hold a pencil, Maud was writing diaries, poems, plays, and stories. She graduated from Mankato High School in 1910 and attended the University of Minnesota. Maud married author and journalist Delos Lovelace in 1917. Delos published novels, biographies, and short stories, including the novelization of the 1934 feature film King Kong. Oh, that's cool. So it was written as a screenplay, and then he turned that into a novel. Um, Delos and Maud co-authored three novels and many short stories. The couple had one daughter, Marion, and uh, he passed away in 1967. So, a little bit of their background, but Maud was an accomplished author all of on her own. She published many short stories, six adult authors, and 18 children's books. With the publication of the children's novel Betsy Tacy in 1940, she began a successful series known as the Betsy Tacy books, which were based on her childhood in Mankato, which in the books is the fictionalized Deep Valley. Um, A small town life, family traditions, and enduring friendships continue to capture the hearts of her fans. Uh, Maud wrote 10 Betsy Tacy books in all, inspired by the often repeated stories with her 
about her childhood that she told her daughter Marion at bedtime and made possible by her numerous diaries she had kept throughout her life to remind her of all the details found in the stories. She wrote the books in a way that each addition to the series increased in reading difficulty so the reader could grow up with Betsy. The events of the book span from her childhood to the birth of her daughter, with the last book, Betsy's Wedding, being published in 1955. Monhart Lovelace described the series as this. This is a direct quote from Maud. All of the Betsy Tacey books are laid in Minnesota, most of them in Mankato, which I call Deep Valley. I often used Mankato street names, but seldom gave them to the proper streets, which confuses visiting children now. Many, although not all, of the characters are based on real people. In making plots, I have invented freely, but usually the invention sprang from fact, for in writing the high school books, my diaries were extremely helpful. The Ray family is a true portrayal of the Hart family, which is her her Mm -hmm. family. Mr. Ray is like Tom Hart, her father. Mrs. Ray, like Stella Palmer Hart, her mother. Julia, like Kathleen, her sister. Margaret, like Helen, her other sister. And Betsy is like me, except that, of course, I glamorized her to make her a proper heroine. The family life, customs, jokes, traditions are all true, and the general pattern of the years is also accurate. For example, Julia went to Europe just when Kathleen did, as well as having much the same adventures. So that's been a really fun thing to read in her own words, how closely she uh, created these these stories, but how they were so um, based on real people and real places and real events that happened to her growing up right here in Mankato. I think that's what's captured so many people right. when they read these books. So um, I want to go back and talk about Maud and her dear friend, Bick, which is a fun name, a nickname to be called. But her friend, Bick, so they grew up again, if you remember, they grew up across the street from each other. And um, they, they, didn't, they didn't grow, they didn't stay across the street their entire time. Maud moved in 1906 and she graduated from high school in 1910. So they may have gone to high school together, but they didn't live across they the street across anymore. across the street anymore. Okay. Yeah. But they remained really good friends, no matter what. E- even if they were went off to different colleges, whatever, wherever life took them, they still remained friends. Um, after Maud's husband died in 1967, sorry, 1967, she and Bick, who also was a new widow, um, renewed their friendship and took a trip to Europe. While they were there, they formed this plan to write a humorous travel book about their experiences and call it For the Love of the King of Spain. Um, but unfortunately, Bick um, passed away in 1969, and Maud continued to work on this manuscript, but she never published it. Oh. But this sweet story about a lifelong friendship and this unwritten book has actually been written about in a book that was featured. Um, it's featured by the Blue Earth County Historical Society. It's one of our publications called Unique Mankato Stories. Um, and in that book, you can uh, hear read more about this wonderful little story between Maud and Bick and their adventures in Europe as uh 
as older ladies. Um, the, now, when you say it that way, it makes me kind of wish I could like see. I can like almost visualize it, like them, like just getting around and getting around to Europe in their old little like canes or something. I don't know why. Well, they weren't that quite that old, but I mean, if we you do the math, old ladies, I, I, older. I didn't say old. I said older. Um, oh, okay. You know. So anyway, they uh, fun little stories. If you're interested in the book, it features uh, ten unique stories from Mankato's past, and um, you can find it on our website at BlueEarthCountyHistory.com. Um, but back to Maud, she passed away. So she wasn't that old, but she passed away on March 11th, 1980. She was living in California, and she requested that she be returned to her beloved Mankato. So she is buried in Glenwood Cemetery. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not that old, though. She would have been almost 90. Yeah. She would have been 88, I believe. Yeah. So, see, I just said they were older. I, they no, were I more know. mature. <laughs> um, not, a you know, a bunch of college grads that just, you know, hit Europe, backpack in Europe. So anyway, so let's return back to the houses and talk about that a little bit more. At the beginning, I shared that Maude and her dear friend, Bick, they lived in the houses across the street in the 300 block of Center Street. Um, The two houses were not only their family homes, but were also the setting for the Betsy Tacy series. Um, Maude's home today at 333 Center is affectionately known as Betsy's house, and 332 is affectionately known as Tacy's house. The Betsy Tacy Society is a nonprofit organization in our community. They acquired both of the homes on Center Street and have restored them as a lasting memory to Maude Hart Lovelace and her beloved Betsy. Betsy Tacy series. These buildings were listed on the national, listed as a national literary landmark in 2010 and locally designated as a Mankato Heritage Preservation Landmark in 2011. Each house also features a Mankato Heritage plaque. And if you, if for those that have read the Betsy Tacy books, um, this is the go to place. To be able to uh, kind of put your feet where Maude stood and to be able to uh, see what she saw when she was writing her stories. If you would like to learn more about Deep Valley, um, you can check out the Betsy Tasty series, plus a few great books about Maude's Deep Valley, or visit the historic homes. You can visit the Blue Earth County History Center, where we have some of Maude's things on display, and the Blue Earth County Library's Lovelace Wing, which is a obviously named after Maud Hart Lovelace. All of that is right here in your own backyard. It's a great way to dig into literature, but also a great way to dig into history. Okay, so now the, you say the Deep Valley. I didn't read the books, obviously, at the time, So, but... Is that, is that like what the Deep Valley Book Festival is all about? Because we've been yeah. talking to them about doing stuff with the radio. So. Yeah, exactly. So obviously Deep Valley is the fictional location, a.k.a. Mankato. And um, Maud Hart Lovelace is the one who um, gave the name Deep Valley to this area. And that she put into her books. And so, um, gosh, I think it's maybe been almost a decade now that there's been a Deep Valley Book Festival and it really got started with that idea of a, this this world renowned um local author that came right that, that was right, right from, from here. here yeah and so um that's how it got its name as the Deep Valley Book Festival and every year it celebrates Minnesota authors and local authors and writing and so that has that whole thing that just revolves around what Maud Hart Lovelace stood for. That is so cool. I would like to, I going back to her saying this is Deep Valley in the book, 
I like to like pick your brain. Like, why'd you say Deep Valley? Because mm-hmm. it's not that deep of a valley. It's not. But if you if you're familiar with where Center Street is and where the houses are, they are down in the Lincoln Park neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so, really, at the time that she grew up, everything that about Mankato was down in the valley, not up on Nothing's hilltop. on top of the hill. Nothing had gotten up on on the hilltop. And so, the school was down in the valley. The Front Street, which was the main business commerce street, was in the valley. Um, um, and, and then you've got the river and North Mankato actually didn't incorporate into a city until 1898. So really, she's watching all of that happen on the other side of the river. Uh-huh, I see. You know, so if you think of it that way, that really was where their life was circulated around. Was all was, in the valley. Was so all in the valley. I suppose. I get that. You know, and so you had to go up out of the valley if you were going to go anywhere else besides be right here in Mankato. One of the, her favorite places, I bet you can probably imagine where it was going to be, but one of her favorite places was downtown and that she went to all the time. She even featured it in her book, Betsy and Tacey Go Downtown, um, was the Carnegie Library. Oh, of course, a library. Well, she, yep. like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so... So she the and is that the one? Hold on now. Is that the one that's um, next to, right behind the new um, uh, I Bailey Tower? Yes. That's that's on. What street is that? It's on Broad Street. Broad Street. Yep. Okay. And then is that? It's not a library anymore, though, is it? It's not. It's an art center. It's, it's the Carnegie. Art, that's right. That's Carnegie right. Art Center, which was the Carnegie Library, and Maud spent many hours at the Carnegie Library. That's another one of those Mankato places I've yet to ever be in, and I feel oh. like just looking at it from the outside, it looks really awesome. It is, and and you know, for those of us that are history geeks and we love to be able to stand in the, the footprints of someone else, the idea that Maud Hart Lovelace was as a kid in that space, getting lost in books, maybe sitting in a corner and, and writing her own little short stories. I mean, it just makes that space even more incredible to think about, which I think was also the reason why the the library, the Blue Earth County Library, has the Lovelace Wing, which is the children's library, right. which is dedicated, again, just by namesake, dedicated to Maud. And once again, we talk about this with all these stories. Last week, we had the Hubbard story and there's been so many others along the way that have such great ties to Mankato that you never even realize. No. I mean, I, a lot of people, I think, know the Betsy Tacey story mm-hmm. a little bit more. But still, the fact that that she hung out at the Carnegie Library, that's yeah. cool. And then we have the wing that's like that. And then when she did pass away, she's like, nope, take me back home. Right, I right. want to be in my hometown. Yep. And like... The, the place that, you know, made her famous, really, yeah. um, yep. you know, raised her, but also made her famous. So a lot of a lot of really cool things about Maud. And and one of them, the, the Blue Earth County Historical Society um, in our museum, we have some of the um, objects that represent Maud's life. And okay. when she was writing the Betsy Tacey books, she actually there was a, a newspaper article in I think it was in 18 or 19, sorry, 1952 um, during the, the Mankato. Um, centennial, and she wrote about how um, she used the archives at the Historical Society to really um, fill in any of the gaps that oh, she fun. had. So her books, she tried to, she, they were based very much on what was really happening, just with the names and some of the mm-hmm. you know places changed. Um, so I, I'm also geek out with that, the idea that she was you know going through our vertical files, just kind of blows my Which mind. Which means she could touch the same files that I you know, guys I use know. now. How crazy is that. So um, a couple of the things that we have that were mods is her 1910 high school scrapbook. Um, 
It's just a wonderful, wonderful book, and it is on display in the museum. And then the other thing we have is we talked about— is this, um, I mean, you say scrapbook, sorry. Is, yeah. that like, is that like a yearbook, or is that like her version of her, their yearbook? It's her It's her version. So okay. she would have collected um, dance cards. She would have collected invitations. Okay, so like a striped yearbook or of her own, scrapping yeah. that thing. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. And the other thing that's on display is we talked about her very last book. Book um, in the Betsy Tasty series was published in 1955, and it's Betsy's Wedding. Harper Collins was the publisher of her books, and um, at the time, as a marketing promotion, they created a paper mache full size scale model of Betsy in her wedding dress. I don't see that going well. I don't know why. It went well yeah. in 1955. It is still. Alive and well and on display. Oh, at I've seen this. it then. You have. I've seen it there. You have. And that was used for marketing purposes for the last book. I still don't understand how that to help me buy a book, but nonetheless. Well, I think it's giving you that. I mean, think about this. 1955. You also grew up with the characters. This would be a right. big deal. And now you're seeing the character three-dimensional. Yeah, true. You know, true. so how awesome would that be? That Just, makes a lot of sense. You you're know, not wrong. You know, they, they, they have beautiful illustrations. They She had a, an incredible illustrator that worked alongside her. But I think to be able to see Betsy um, three-dimensional, see the details of her wedding mm-hmm. dress, you know, I think that, that would kind of make you geek out a little bit. I, I do. You get that. I, it's like watching your favorite television show and then watch the characters grow up through that show. Right. And then they have the wedding episode before it ends yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I can understand that. Yeah, exactly. And you have that. It's in the Historical Society. It is. That's at the History Center, which is located at 424 Warren Street. We're just a couple of blocks away from the Hubbard House, which we've talked about. And I have a connection between the Hubbards and the Hearts. Okay. So you remember Maud Hart? Yeah. That's her maiden yeah. name. Her sister... Kathleen sang at Catherine Hubbard's wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. I'm I just, like how you. I like how you can't see it on the on the podcast, but you how, how you're pointing like. <laughs> so they did this here <laughs> here. No, that's so cool. Like it's like. I know. I was just ready to do like mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to hear the small towns connections like that. I know. Because, uh, I mean, at the time, well, I mean, we didn't really dive into what her family did. Maybe no. we don't even know that much about right, it. Right. But they were able to sing and be part of this other right. big thing yeah. of somebody else. And like, yeah. how cool is that? I know. Isn't that crazy? No, it's really cool. I just, I love how interconnected it is. And I, I, that's, that's the one thing that I love about Maud's books is that she's, She's helping you to understand. You learn about these people who are real people in these real places, but she's just fictionalized them. And and but yet she's made them as historically accurate as she possibly could. So, so you figure it out. You know exactly what's going right, on. Right, yeah. right. I mean, they, there's one where um, I can't remember the character's name, but is basically the owner of the Sawpaw Hotel, and he gets a horseless carriage, which would be a motor vehicle, a, a mm-hmm. automobile, and it's and it truly he was the first one to have an automobile in Mankato and so they tell this whole wonderful humorous story in the book of Betsy Tacey go downtown about the hotel owner getting this new car this newfangled thing called a Horses car buggy. yes and so I mean it's just crazy but it, it's based on the fact that yes the owner of the Sawpaw did indeed be the, was the first one to have an automobile in town so that is awesome that, some that is fun, pretty cool fun stories highly encourage you to check them out they're a great series 10 and all together and 
and they make a wonderful gift for our young people um, to learn a little bit about history and literature. So today, we hope you enjoyed our program as we explored the history of Maud Hurt Lovelace, the beloved Betsy Tacey series of children's novels, and the two local homes that are dedicated to the memory of the author and books. All of this information we shared with you today comes from the archives of the Blue Earth County Historical Society. Until next time, we hope you see the history that surrounds you. You've been listening to Surrounded by History, a podcast from the Blue Earth County Historical Society, produced by Radio Mankato. For more information on this and other topics, visit BlueEarthCountyHistory.com or stop by the Blue Earth County History Center at 424 Warren Street in Mankato. Thanks for listening to Surrounded by History.